Support for today's episode comes from the Diocesan Annual Campaign. Your donation is vital in continuing our mission of evangelization and helping our community grow in their faith, love, and understanding. Support from donations helped us to produce over 57 original episodes last year that were spread across terrestrial radio, internet-based platforms, and social media outreach. This year, we're planning to share even more original content on relevant topics in the church, current events, and questions you've always wanted to hear answered. The 2024 annual campaign is now open and accepting donations, so if you've loved what you've listened to in the last two years of our programming, thank you so much for being a part of the Candid Catholic Convos community, and please consider making a donation to this year's campaign to help us to continue to spread the word of God across the airwaves. Welcome to Candid Catholic Convos a program brought to you by the Catholic Diocese of Harrisburg. Our mission is to humanize the church and help you to grow in your faith, love, and understanding. I'm your host, Rachel Trochet, a cradle Catholic who's only human and struggled with faith on more than one occasion. Each week, you'll hear engaging, down-to-earth interviews and actionable strategies you can implement into your life with ease to help you grow closer to God. If you're ready to open your heart and step fully into the person God created you to be, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Candid Catholic Convos. I went to college in the heart of Philadelphia. It was a super busy campus, smack in the middle of downtown Philadelphia. Lots of bustling, lots of hustling, and every once in a while I'd run into someone or a group of people preaching their line of thinking. Now, I went to college during an election year, so a lot of the times these were political groups proclaiming their ideology, but every so often it would be a group of religious people. These religious groups came in all shapes and sizes. Some were loud, some were boisterous, others came with full-blown presentations. I remember one had a seven-foot-tall sign and a megaphone. What I remember most was literally trying to run and hide from all of them. I used to thank God campus was pretty much always crowded, always a sea of people for me to hide behind and allowing me to never make contact with any of them. Once in a long while, I'd get caught. Someone would spot me or the cross around my neck and start grilling me on my faith or what I believed in. And I always felt cornered. Like I had to have all the answers or I wasn't good enough. And saying I was Catholic... I may as well have been walking around with a target on my back. I knew what I believed in and that was enough. I didn't need to prove it to anyone. So I would, as politely as I could, decline to participate and move on. There was one group though that I always acknowledged. It was usually one or two older men dressed in suits, even if it was 90 degrees. And they very quietly and nonchalantly would hand me a pocket-sized New Testament. To this day, I have no idea what church they were from. They never caused a fuss or announced anything. They just handed out these little green books, maybe once a semester, and went on with their day. I must have like six of them still. I randomly find them as I'm cleaning. I read a statistic that roughly 70% of Catholics are afraid to share their faith or participate in evangelization. If they're anything like me, it may have to do with the types of evangelization we've been exposed to in the past or misconceptions we may have about it. 
I don't consider myself a theological scholar by any stretch of the imagination. What do I know? What if they have questions and I don't have the answers? How am I supposed to share with someone or convince them being Catholic is something they should consider? Pope Francis says that all Catholics are called to evangelize, but he's the Pope. And I'm just me. So what are we as Catholics called to do? How can we make the process of evangelization not weird and uncomfortable for both us and whomever we're speaking to? Deacon Gregory Amarante from our Catholic Life and Evangelization team and Dr. Jim Gregory, Director of Religious Education for St. Columba Parish and School, are here to walk us through the reality of what evangelization is and isn't, what our responsibility is as Catholics, and how we can apply it to our everyday lives. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me on Candid Catholic Convos. I'm really excited to talk about this topic of evangelization because it's something that the Pope has called us to do, but Catholics aren't necessarily like jazzed about evangelization from at least from personal experience. So I would love to talk to you more about how we can kind of incorporate this into our everyday lives. So let's start with obviously the hardest question, which tends to be the hardest question for most of my guests, which is tell me a little bit about yourselves. Well, I'm uh, I'm Jim Gregory. Um, I uh, I retired as a trauma surgeon in in 20, uh, 2020, uh, right after COVID, and uh, uh, well, I retired because I had to have emergency open heart surgery. Oh wow! And I had been I had actually left the faith for about twenty seven years. I really got involved with secular humanism. I'm just a good person. I never stopped believing in God, but I, I had left and. Uh, uh, but I came back, and, and I think that's going to be part of our story when we talk here. And, um, well, I had an encounter with God just before my open heart surgery and uh, basically told me that I, I was going to survive, but I had more to do. And uh, I wound up searching and uh, ultimately wound up uh, completing now a master's in theology and educational ministry. Uh, and I am the director of religious education for St. Columba Parish and School. That's wonderful. So I'm Deacon Gregory Amarante. I am the diocesan secretary for Catholic life and evangelization. <clears throat> I've been in this role for oh, about two and a half years now. And um, prior to that, I was uh, in secular employment, but uh, still a deacon about 13 years now. So um, I also was somebody who did not stay within the faith. I went into fundamental Protestantism for about 13 years, um, came back. We have another recording on that that you can watch where my wife and I talk about our conversion uh, to Catholicism and uh, happy to be here with uh, Doc and to uh, help define and understand evangelization from a Catholic viewpoint. Likewise. I love that. I, it, it's it's a running theme in this room because I am also, I was born and raised Catholic, but then I stepped away for a very long time and then kind of came back. So it's it's a nice theme that we have going here that we, we all kind of came back mm. to Catholicism. So for those who may not know, can you tell me a little bit more about what St. Paul Street Evangelization is? Okay. So I do, um, I want to use their website because this is a specific organization uh, that we've asked to come and do some training for us, and then they train us, and then we can train some other people on what street evangelization looks like for Catholics. But it also helps us with our own, just our own story of evangelization. It doesn't always have to be street evangelization. So St. Paul Street Evangelization is a grassroots 
nonprofit organization dedicated to responding to the mandate of Jesus to preach the gospel to all nations by taking the Catholic faith to the streets. So that's pretty much what they do. They come into a parish, help you understand uh, what evangelization is, and then teach you how to do non-confrontational, genuine and joyful witness to your faith outside of, whether it's on the streets or in your personal life. That's what we're looking to do. That makes a lot of sense. So, so then let's expand on what the term evangelization means and why it's important for, for us as Catholics who, you know, like I don't have a degree in theology. I didn't, I'm not, I didn't study anything other than what I was taught in Catholic school. So how can someone like me who is just a regular lay person engage in evangelization? You know, I think that's a great question, Rachel. And and it's because, I mean, evangelization is one of those, I don't know how many letters are in it, but people try to <laughs> shorten it down and go to duck and cover when they hear it. And I, and I think perhaps a little bit of, for me, a little education on it, because I felt the same way. I'm like, oh my gosh, that means you're standing out on the street corner with a Bible saying, repenter, you're going to go to hell. And, you know, I don't, it's not that. So the root of the word, the word for gospel comes from euangelion, which means a great announcement. It was the, it was what the Romans did when they announced something wonderful coming from the emperor. It was supposed to mean a joyous occasion. People would go out into the streets and celebrate because of this. And so evangelization, the word means to spread fantastic news, wonderful news. And so how you do that is is different. You know, you have posters, you could have signs, you could have a radio show, um, or you could just have a big, huge smile on your face. And so evangelizing has so many different meanings to it. And it's, it's really like, you know, how would you invite people to the best party ever? Well said, yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, the core of it for from the Catholic faith is about that good news. That is the good news, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He is one with the Father, a trinity of persons, and that he has personal involvement in my life. And that has changed my life. It affects my life in such a way that I want to share that with other people so that they can have that experience and have freedom from sin, freedom from death, and look forward to eternity in heaven. Exactly. And all of us drifted away from the faith. Mm-hmm. for various reasons. Probably could do a whole series just on that. <laughs> but what brought us back? It, it probably wasn't somebody screaming the Bible in front of us. It probably wasn't somebody screaming. It was probably through acts of love, simple acts of love. And, and it's interesting because, um, you know, Rodney, Rodney Stark in his, in his book on, on the, the rise of Christianity, where he goes back and looks at the early roots, during the first three centuries, Christianity grew by 40% every year, 40% new people. And at the same time, something happened. And it was that they noticed that when plagues came through, the Christian communities survived better. And what they realized, it was the way they lived. They took care of each other. They just took care of each other. They were, they were kind. They fed each other. They, they took care of the sick. And it's that kind of thing that we're looking for. How do you relate to people? How do you let them, you know, like the song, let them know, they'll know we're Christians by our love. You know, you mentioned something there, uh, and we've hit on it twice already. Uh, What is, what is not evangelization, right? 
So it's it's not this caricature that we see of, and it's typically, I think, a, a people picking on the Protestants about the Bible thumper or the fire and brimstone, right? That's, that's just too easy. That's the straw man yeah. that we go to when we think of evangelization and we say, well, I don't want to do that. And we have to get beyond uh, the straw man and say, well, wait, okay, what is authentic evangelization uh, look like? And you got to that in a second. Half of what you were saying there where you're, you're talking about, it's evangelization is action that is preceded by a word. The word is spoken to us, yes, we receive it and therefore it changes us and it impels us for to do what is good, what is right, to um, and to kind of set examples for others. But it's never just action. It, it always accompany, is always accompanied by a word. And we always have to be ready, as St. Peter says, right, to give an answer, right? So, uh, and we have to be willing to share that answer. Um, and if we haven't evaluated our own relationship to God, our own relationship uh, to Jesus Christ as the Son of God who saved us, th- then we're not going to be equipped for evangelization. Yeah, I think I think you do. You have to. You have to. I mean, you have to be a disciple first. So you have to strengthen your own faith because, you know, that's got to be primary in you. You've got to have that within you. But then when you go to share it. Um, you have to want to share it, and that comes from this love that, that the deacon is talking about. And and when you, you know, so so people are afraid. They're like, oh, like you said, I'm not a theologian. I'm not that. I haven't memorized chapter and verse. That's not it. That that's that's not the core. The core is what you're feeling inside, and how you're going to project that. And then, yeah, it's it's good to go out and learn more about your faith, so you can do that. But evangelization is showing God's love that's in you to someone else. Very well said. And I, I, I remember just when we were talking about, you know, the the Bible thumpers and just the, the grand displays of what I, I guess other people believe is evangelization. I remember being in college and like during the busiest times of like classes switching during campus was when you would see a lot of those people. Like I remember somebody had like a seven foot sign and a megaphone and like they'd see the cross around my neck and be like, let me ask you something. And I would immediately retreat because I'm like, I don't I don't know it well enough. Like I'm, I'm too afraid to speak about it. And I would just, you know, hope that the, the, the display of of the cross and the way that I carried myself was enough. But the Pope calls us to to something a little bit more. But I, I read that 70% of Catholics feel uncomfortable talking to others, probably a lot like, like I do. You know, we don't want to be aggressive and confrontational in the way that we no, guide people to the to the faith. We talked about tactfully sharing. How do we how do we do that in a way that isn't like hitting somebody over the head with the Bible and saying, you're doing it wrong, you know, because I, I, that's obviously not the way that we're supposed to be doing it. Well, I'm going to start at the end of what you said. And, and that is, everyone's afraid to talk about their faith because they say, somebody's going to ask me a question I don't know the answer to. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Mm-hmm. If they're asking you yeah. the question and you don't know the answer, you know where you can find it. You come to deacon or you come to your local priest or you come to a theologian that you might know. You know, you can find the answer for them because guess what? None of us know all the answers. We're talking about God. Mm-hmm. But so I think if you're asking for some steps people can use, first of all, don't worry. You don't have to know it all. Mm-hmm. You just have to live it. And um, 
there's a great book called uh, The Way God Teaches. And, the, and Professor White, and that he, he looked at the Bible and he said, what techniques does God use? Because maybe we should imitate the best teacher of all. Mm. Okay. And he, and he found five. He said, God meets us where we're at. So the first thing you do is you go, wow, you want to talk about that? Let's go have some pizza. Let's sit mm. down. Let's, let's talk about it. Think about the, the, the Samaritan at the well. Okay. He first talked to her. He didn't, he didn't evangelize her right away. Mm. Right? And then he addresses their needs, address their needs. Maybe they're afraid of something. So be real with the person and form a relationship first so they trust you. Then they're going to be more willing to ask you the, the hard questions. And you're going to be more willing to go, gosh, I don't know either. Let's go look it up together. So I, I think that's one thing uh, that, that the beginner can do, that anyone can do. I, I agree with the sense that um, you... You shouldn't expect to, to have all the answers. It was a Catholic who didn't have all the answers who took on my challenge when I tried to convert him out of the Catholic faith. faith. And he would answer what he could answer. And what he didn't know, he'd say, you know what, I'm going to have to do some work on that. I'll come back with an answer for you. And he would always come back with an answer. He then was able to build a whole uh, what we call an apologetics class, which means just reasons for your faith, off of our three-year exchange, which then led me back to the Catholic Church. Huh. So that simple action of saying, you know, I don't, I don't know. Let me go. Well, I think up. you trust you trust that man more because he's willing to admit he doesn't know everything. Mm -hmm. The person mm -hmm. who knows everything, you immediately are suspicious about. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute, mm -hmm. how can anybody know everything? We got mm -hmm. politicians out there right now who know everything, <laughs> right? So, and the other thing I would say, you know, in that relationship, the relationship has to be for the person's own sake. Like you have to be interested in them for their own good, not because you're winning something. Mm -hmm. And that's where evangelization is goes wrong that's that can't be what you're doing here this isn't another victory um in a sense for christ um even though it is victory in a way but it's it's not because i look what i i'm doing here and i got to meet this person and i got to convert them and well, then i got to how go many can them. i convert yeah, this exactly. week right exactly yeah. and, and that you know that's important god even tells us that jesus tells us no one comes to me except the father sends him Okay, so all we do is is water or plant seeds. We shouldn't be expecting that we're going to go out there and we're going to do better than Jesus. I mean, 500 people walked away from him when he gave the bread of life discourse. Okay, so that's why this relationship component, being real with the person, being honest like the gentleman was with you, Deacon, mm -hmm. is important because then they'll ask it. Then they'll open up. It's just like any other relationship, right? You don't you don't meet somebody on the at a local bar or restaurant and and immediately tell them all the horrible things that helped you when you were 12 years old. I mean, it just doesn't happen that way. And when it comes to like a question, let's just say, um, what, you know, what do you share? Like what, how, how do I evangelize? Right. You simply tell what, you know, I know that when I'm at mass and I receive the Eucharist and I'm praying after receiving the Eucharist, those are some of the most intimate moments I have with Jesus. That's witnessing right there. Yeah, that's just telling your story, and they can say, "Well, that's not really Jesus," and and they can ask you, a, you know, a dozen questions that make you afraid. But you don't have to be because it doesn't matter what their question is. What matters is what you know in your heart and what your personal experience of Jesus is. 
And you can say, this is how Jesus has come to me. I know he's come to me here. Just as much as I know that you're sitting across the table well, from me now. When you talked about coming back, my coming back, the people around me, they were faithful. They went to church and they went to mass and they went, made all the whole, but they never made a big deal about it. They still loved me, but they said, but this is important too. And that genuineness, I'm like, okay, they're not just doing this because I have to do it. Mm -hmm. They were doing it because it meant something to them. So, and, and they meant something to me. So if I trusted this person and that meant that much to me, maybe I should look at it again. Hmm. Maybe I should look at what they do. We change our minds a lot because of things like that. You know, some people call it peer pressure. I just call it loving. I mean, hmm. so I think a summary to answer that question, going to some of your points from hmm. the book, right? We got to meet people where they're at. Mm -hmm. um, we have to have a genuine interest in them for their own sake, because we really want a, a friendship with Absolutely. them, right? Um, which is, goes to the point of being addressing their needs or being incarnational to them, right? God came to us uh, as man, and we go to them as friends. And uh, from there, you just tell what you know and be honest about what you know. And if you don't know and they have questions that they want you to answer, then by all means, take some time. Uh, the Internet is replete with good Catholic resources, let alone talking to somebody like uh, Jim or I, right? Uh, so find an answer and say, let's get back together and talk about that. I kind of want to expand on it a little bit because, you know, I might sound super personable on the radio, but in person, I am painfully shy. I am not. I'm, I'm what I like to call an extroverted introvert where I can like kind of turn on mm -hmm. the charm, but then it like really depletes me and I just kind of retreat into myself later. And I like if I don't have to interact with somebody, I won't. <laughs> but for other people out there, it can be very debilitating. So how how do we build up the courage to kind of take action and to to do something that we we should be doing? I think I would like to reemphasize what Deacon just said a little bit ago. You don't, you're not, your goal shouldn't be to get up in the morning and say, I think I'm going to tell one person about God. Like that, that, that's, that you aren't, it isn't a mission for yourself. So if you take that off, what you're really looking at, and I think in my mind, this is my opinion, is that, you know, when you're with somebody who already trusts you or is already a friend and they say something that you think, Maybe they're on the wrong track or maybe they don't have it quite right and you're already in that relationship, that's the time to kind of bring it up. And, and, and a good friend wants the best for their friend, right? They, want, they don't want them to go off the wrong track. So I think if you're a shy person, you wait for the relationships first. And then when the opportunity comes, be strong enough in your faith to say, well, you know, the whole idea of having like whatever just doesn't sound like it's good for you to me and then you can move into that thinking about the dignity of that person for you that's evangelizing hmm. yeah i agree uh, when, when you put the pressure on yourself to kind of perform this this evangelization thing and like you're it, as if it's lurking around every corner right and in a way it, it kind of is but yeah. um but you become the kind of person that people do then want to maybe inquire about something with because of the way you are working on your own holiness and the way you're carrying yourself in your life. And, you know, you don't have to be perfect. And that's the great thing. You know, if, if you know, in your, in your failures, especially with the people that are around you in your work 
workplace or in your family is to be the kind of person who acknowledges when they've done something to offend or hurt somebody else too. So all of that leads people to that level of, of inquiring with you or wanting to know to know more. But sometimes it does mean that you might have to kind of step into a place and say, you know what, um, let's talk about a decision you're making. And you can give a you know, Catholic viewpoint because you know, there's certain morality tied around that and that you think that, that you're in a place where that relationship allows you to do that. Um, and you can be ge as gentle as you need to be in that and honor the fact that they have their own free will in this, mm -hmm. right? You're not gonna force this. And if you think that like, um, that you've gotta plant the seed, water it, make it grow, we already know from scripture you don't know where you are in that process. So realize, realize that you might be the person planting the seed. You might be the person uh, who watering came along and watering yeah. it, right? You got you to gotta acknowledge uh, that as you go out into the world on a regular basis. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's beautiful. And I think, you know, God doesn't coerce us into loving him, okay? He gave us free church in the beginning. And, and we said, yep, nope, we want to have the apple, right? So... But he wants us to love. So you want love that's genuine and given to you. And we don't want people to be confrontational. However, you also have to stand up for what you believe. In our current environment with the cancel culture, it's almost like you can't have an opinion of your own. It's the opposite of what God has told us. We are free to have our own opinions, whether it's wrong or right. And so... If you're in a situation with people that you know and trust, I wouldn't do this with people you just met today. Mm -hmm. But if you're a shy person, but you're with your friends and they're all going off onto, you know, oh, we all got to have, I don't know, X to make us a better person. And you're like, you know, aren't you good enough where you're at? I mean, talking to them, maybe standing up for your, your beliefs. I'll guarantee you there's some people in that group who are just waiting for somebody to say, no, I don't want to do that. And then they'll go, no, I don't want to either. Mm -hmm. Okay. And maybe three, maybe three of the five are going to go off and do what they want to do. But that other person, you've just evangelized. You've just helped them have the strength to, to resist a temptation. In, in regard to something like St. Paul Street evangelization, right, this is a little different, right? We're, we're going out there now and we're saying we're, we're here. But what are we here to do? We're here to, to pray with you. We're here to listen to you. We're, we're here to get to know you a little bit better. But the last thing we're, we're here to do is to um, make you feel bad about yourself, to tell you about all the things you're doing wrong as a human person, because we're all fall, fallen. We've unfortunately run out of time, but if you'd like to hear the rest of this episode, you can listen to us anytime on Spotify under Candid Catholic Convos. Or you can download this episode from our website at hbgdiocese.org. Thank you so much for listening. Our goal at the Diocese of Harrisburg is to walk with you on your faith journey. So if this episode resonated with you in any way, the easiest way to show your appreciation is by sharing this program with your network or by leaving a review on your listening platform. You can also support us financially by making a donation online at hbgdiocese.org slash DAC and clicking the make a donation button. 
Thanks again, and we'll see you at church on Sunday.